Chapter 2, HBCU versus PWI. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome to Never Judge a Brook by its Cover. I'm your host, Brooke. You already know what the deal is. And I am so excited to not only be back, and not only because this is my fourth cup of coffee, but I'm excited because this week is homecoming week. It's homecoming, y'all. Say what? Anyway, we will get into that later into the episode. I want to first say school has been a lot right now. It's also midterm season so for graduate students. So yeah, I have to deal with that. Um, I do not know why they put homecoming and midterms in the same thing. I just don't get it. Even though it's two different institutions, I feel like it's always like you have your midterm and then you have a party or you have homecoming. But through that week, it's it's a struggle. So I'm going through that struggle right now with school and with work. I mean, I feel like I'm doing well. Just know it's a lot. It's always a lot. But I always commend myself and I always say that I'm doing this for me. So and I'm doing this. So, you know, nothing that I cannot bear. All right. So I do want to say did y'all listen to Waiting Season? I mean, come on. Did you listen to Waiting Season? Waiting Season was really good. That was chapter one of season two, and I'm super excited about it. I feel like I was very vulnerable. Um, I did use a lot of choice words, but I was definitely talking about the waiting season and what that looks like for me. Not only what that looks like for me, but what that looks like for so many. So I really hope that you go back and you listen to Waiting Season. And make sure you share the pod, okay? Share the pod to your friends. Drop it in your group chat. Everybody needs to hear not only about their waiting season, but a lot of the topics that I talk about, I try to be relevant to not only millennials and my generation, but also to everybody. So definitely share the pod. So we have now entered into selfie care, my favorite portion of the show. If you listen to waiting season, then you know, we talked about the actual definition of selfie care and what it means to me and like how it's a real mental health check. Um, I think it kind of got confused with like, we're doing stuff for ourselves, but it's also like to get our mentals right. So for this week, for selfie care, I decided to go it was my one of my closest friend's sister's birthdays and she did a candle making class and at first I was like look the finances ain't financing and I got homecoming coming up and I got to pay all these bills but then it was a point in me where I'm like look girl you know you want to make this candle you know you want to have this experience so my Sophie care experience was candle making and I I want to say if you have not made a candle yet or ever before, I don't know about the ones everywhere else, but the one in D.C. was awesome. Like we had the vibes going, the music, you could bring wine. We didn't know that. So we didn't have wine. So even it could be a sober activity. Like we really enjoyed ourselves. They had music. We were able to mix our wax, mix our scents. And I'm so excited because I get to burn it in two weeks. So I took my candle home with me. I put little petals in it. If you know me, then you know I love candles. Like buying candles any day is just like a thing about me. But to even make my own and I named it and the name was Peace of Mind. And so just to have that opportunity to do that 
it, I was so grateful for the opportunity and I was so grateful to be celebrating Kendra's 25th birthday. So happy birthday and shout out to her. Um, but yes, that is what I did for selfie care. Please do not forget to share what you are doing for selfie care. I've been getting a lot of texts about what people are doing. So although you, you don't have to post it, like I said, but if you do post it, make sure you tag never judge a brook pod and also hashtag selfie care. Do something for yourself. Do something for your mental. Take some time for yourself. All that good stuff. All right. So moving right along, moving right along. We have now entered into real life politics, real life politics, real life politics. So this is vaccine info. Um, first, I want to say go get your vaccine. But second, I want to say with these boosters, child, they have now come out with uh, the FDA has now approved that Moderna and Pfizer um, boosters are eligible and they have now approved them. But they are now making a statement that. You can mix match your shot and your booster. So if you got a Moderna shot and you want to get a Pfizer booster or Johnson and Johnston booster, I think that's what I was reading today in the news. Uh, I personally wouldn't suggest it, but if that is what everybody is doing, I mean, I just think that like consistency, let's just stay consistent. If I got Pfizer in this arm, let's get Pfizer in the other arm. If I got the shot in the left arm, Let's continue with the shot, the second shot in the left arm. Like, I don't know. That's just me. So y'all tell me how y'all feel about these boosters, about these vaccines. Um, I know that some people are still against the vaccine, um, but I do also know that people are dying due to not having the vaccine. And I'm not going to get too political on here about that and my personal preference, but take care of yourself. Like, take care of yourself. Um, this virus is is not picking and choosing okay so um just just take care of yourself and also in real life politics uh former secretary of state colin colin powell died at 84 um it was very sad news for not only america but the black community and so um he did die to complications with some of uh, COVID stuff, but he also was 84 and he, um, had diabetes and other health issues. I don't want to, you know, spend a lot of time on that, but I did see some like ignorance online. Like, that's why I'm not getting the vaccine. He had double shots like this. Let's just not even get into that. But, um, so rest in peace to him. And yeah, that was just a sad loss this week. Okay. So I kept everything short because this episode is long, but I really think it is just a good perspective of me and my best friend sitting down and talking about our institutions. So we both went to the same HBCU and then we decided to do post-grad at PWIs. So this is just our rare, bare, raw conversation about the schools and the institutions and how we feel as black women attending. Um, we do not only our experiences we do not have any you know credentials to be given out our experiences um but i did want to share our our experiences after going to a hbcu and then going to a pwi postgrad so we just talk we're real we keep it real with each other it's like our phone conversations um i really enjoy having christina on the show she's been on the show a couple times now which is very interesting to me because i did not think that she would be like one of those guests because she doesn't really like to talk and stuff so 
Yes. Grateful, grateful, grateful. And I'm super excited to have her on the show. So it was a Zoom call. I always tell y'all this. It may be some audio hookups. And I honestly think like my mic in this location, I don't know. It's not giving. So we'll. I have to work on that myself. Um, but yes, so grateful for this conversation. Grateful to talk about HBCUs versus PWIs any day. I can tell you about that any day. I don't mind talking about it. Um, so yes. So this is the time to get your coffee, get your tea, you know, and just enjoy this conversation, this intellectual, but very, very real raw bear conversation that me and Christina have. I hope you enjoy it. And maybe one of these days we can bring more people on the show to talk about this. Um, I think it's, it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. And we did, we really like rarely scratch the surface of like the fundamental issues of the differences, but we were just able to just talk about what we could in that moment. We would have went on and on and on for hours. So like I said, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Good morning and no, welcome to Never Touch a Brook by its cover. I'm your host, Brooke, and I'm so happy to be across virtually with my best friend, my roommate, my lifelong partner. I'm just kidding. Let me not say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the wow. Girl I shared a room with for five, four years. Mm-mm-mm. Christina, <laughs> Mason, let's give it up for Woo! Hi. Oh, I'm so pressed and honored to be here. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so today we are going to have a candid conversation about HBCUs versus PWIs. Being that we attend or attended both, attend now, um, I think that me and her have these conversations daily. (laughs) I felt like she would be the perfect person to bring on the show because um, there is a difference between the two. And if you do not know the HBCUs, what HBCUs are, they stand for historically black colleges and universities and PWIs are predominantly white institutions. So, so grateful to have you on the show, Christina, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, you've been on previous episodes. Yeah, I have. Um, I'm Christina. I'm originally from Charlotte. I attended Winston-Salem State University, the illustrious, uh, for undergrad for four years with the major in political science um in a concentration in pre-law and now I'm in law school at Emory Law uh in Georgia and yeah not the illustrious Emory no just plain bare vanilla you see how this conversation is <laughs> <laughs> oh no no well thank you for choosing <laughs> For choosing your institutions. Um, a little bit about me and how we met. Christina and I both were on a, actually our whole friend group was like in a pre-law, like it had us in a chokehold, but she's the only one that went through with it. Cause it was me, her occasion, Vontae at one point too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's the only one that went through with it. And we are so happy that she did. Cause she can <laughs> That we have missed out on. <laughs> um, but as most of you know, I also attended the illustrious Winston-Salem State University. That's how we met. And I now attend graduate school um, at American University, which is in DC. And it is very white. But 
<laughs> that's not what we're here to talk about. So the first question, we're just going to jump right into it. How did you make your decision to attend the HBCU for undergrad? Um, how did I? Okay, so I wanted to go to an HBCU regardless, but I wanted to go to Spelman and I didn't get in. I was so pissed. I was just like livid because why not? Anyways, neither here nor there. I uh, ended up last minute applying to like Winston on like a free college app day. And I visited like Central, Winston, A&T. And I just, when I went to visit Winston, I went with my cousin Deja. And when we left, we was like, oh, hell yeah. We are never leaving this place. It was just fine black people everywhere. It was just a vibe. We was like, huh? I said, period. Oh yeah, we was like, yeah, this shit right here. So after that, I was like, yep, I'm going to Winston. <laughs> okay, wait, I have a question. Did your family push at HBCU? Because I heard you say that, you know, you were going to HBCU regardless. So like, whose decision was that? Or like, whose determining factor was that? Um, so like my outside family kind of did, but technically, my parents were like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But uh, like my, technically my dad went to Morehouse and then my aunt went to Central and my uncle graduated from Winston too. Period. So they kind of was like, yeah, you probably should go to a black school, but you know, I always like to do what I want to do. But here I am doing it's what I want to do when we see how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because I have a similar story, but not really because I don't think a HBCU, I chose a HBCU. I think a HBCU chose me. But um, I went to a, I chose my school based off of like, I guess the same thing. It was like a free school day or whatever, admissions council day at college. I mean, at high, in high school. And I just decided to apply for Winston. Not knowing, my uncle went to Winston, Sam dad. <laughs> so I just, I didn't think about that or didn't know that really. And I wasn't really pressed I think I was pressed on an HBCU, but I was pressed on the bigger HBCU. So I really wanted to go to Hampton, like loved Hampton, like came to visit Howard and still wanted to go to Hampton. And I think like people say that that's not how it's supposed to go, but I just really <laughs> loved Hampton. I love Spelman and I got into Spelman, but the money, mm -mm, they don't give you money there. And so I put all of the schools in a bag, which Christina knows this, um, my family, I, I suck at making decisions and not much has changed. So um, I put all of my schools that I got accepted to in a bag, scholarship or no scholarship. And I was just like, let me pick one from here. And the first name that came out of the bag, it was me and my family sitting around the table giving Godfather style. And I'm just kidding. And uh, the first name that came out of the bag was Winston. And I'm like, damn, I applied for this on a whim and I got in, but I don't want to, I don't even know about this school. I don't even know where it's at. I didn't have, I've never heard of like, I've heard of Winston-Salem, but it's like, I didn't hear about the institution. And so right after I picked, my mom was like, well, there it is. And I was like, I want to have So I like kept picking, which was cheating, but I also picked uh, Central next. And I was like, I'm not going to Central. So <laughs> <laughs> So Winston came out, we drove up to Winston the same night. My mom is very spontaneous as well. And then that's how I chose, or that's how the HBCU chose me. And it ended up being the right fit. I didn't, it, at the beginning, I was really nervous. I didn't know a lot about 
black institutions. I just came from a white, predominantly white high school. And I remember one of the girls even saying like, oh my God, don't turn ghetto. Like when you go there, don't turn ghetto. And I just, I, that really like kind of stuck with me. And it was just funny because I came from such a, a different background than the rest of the white people at my high school. And so I fit right on in at, at my HBCU. But yeah, I enjoyed it and I'm glad I chose it. And it, my family didn't really push HBCUs. I think my mom just pushed college in general. Like if you can get into college, girl, go and do that. But she went to HBCU technically. She went to St. Aug Esteen University. She ran track there. Um, so go mom. All right, Christina, how did you make <laughs> your decision to attend a PWI? For well, or for law school, excuse me. Okay, so I think this needs a slight backstory. When I applied to law school, I applied to four, mm -hmm. and only one, Emory, was white, and it was on the women. The only reason I ended up applying to them, never heard of the school, never heard anything about it, was because they paid for the application, they paid for the uh, little LSAT fee thingy that you have to pay for. And then they gave me a huge scholarship. So I'm like, forget it. I'm going to Emory. But then I was like, eh, I really like the Black Vibes because the other three Black schools was Howard, uh, Central, and Texas Southern. And it really, for me, came down to like praying about it because I was really like, eh, I think I want to go to Howard. But then when I visited, it was like, I wasn't too certain on it. And, uh, Weather plays a big role for me, which sounds crazy, but like no, it doesn't. That's <laughs> I can't. I hate like bad weather, and that's one of the reasons I like to stay in the south. Yeah, and I just felt like DC was really far from my family, and Texas was really far from my family. So Atlanta was like perfect as far as I thought it was weather and um <laughs> distance away from my family because it rains all the time. That's so aggravating. In Atlanta. <laughs> Yes, it rains crazy. I did not know that. Yes, it rains okay, all the time. Rain or freezing cold? Both are a no for me. So <laughs> that's why I'm in the South. Um, so I picked it and I was like, okay, I'm going to Emory. Knew everything. Fuck it. Ooh, no, forget it. And that's how I ended up picking it. We bear. Okay, <laughs> so we'll talk about how when you got there and how that felt. But um same. I don't even know if it's the same thing because I didn't have an HBCU even in my lineup. Oh my God, y'all, please don't kill me. And I regret it every day. I promise. Every day. <laughs> I regret this shit every day. I do not think, I just think that HBCUs are like golden for Black people. And so the culture, the experience, even if it was, because you know, when you think you're going like higher in like education, so like after undergrad, move pursuing to another degree, you would think that like, oh, okay, maybe I should do something different or whatever. And a lot of people like try to focus that on like the real world. Well, the real world isn't all black. So why are you attending an all black school? No, I needed this a black experience. And to be honest, I still need the black experience. So mm -hmm. I decided to apply for <laughs> two, three schools, which was uh, American, George, GW, George Washington, 
And then I was going to apply for Georgia, but I didn't, which was Christina's thing. And then it was like NYU, which that was due to weather. And I remember my mentor slash boss at the time, attorney Brown, was like, you're going to pick something (laughs) off of weather? Like, this could be your big break. Thank you. He was like, why would you not go to NYU? So it was like a big deal. And then the Georgia thing was low-key because of Chrissy, but I didn't even know where Chrissy, me and Christina like live right beside each other, but I don't think we knew the plans. Like I didn't know where she applied, I'm gonna be honest, until like a bit. Yes, you did. I didn't know all of, Christina likes to keep stuff too. You her. knew the top two though. You knew I was applying to Howard and I Central. Knew she was applying to Howard, I knew she was applying to Central. I knew she did not. Those were really the only relevant ones. The other I, two was knew she didn't want to go to Central though. But the Texas place gave you a lot of money too, right? Yeah, they yeah. did. I should have went there. Damn. They got- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they, gave- they are the only school that gave me a full scholarship. Yeah, they did. Why I didn't go? Beyond me. <laughs> but she, yeah, I do remember them giving her some money. So we live right beside each other. But we also, ha- it also looked different for us. Like I was stressed. Christina was stressed, but I think she hides her stress. Like I feel like I'd be like, sad and saying it like i'm stressed i don't know what school to pick <laughs> and I, it's crazy because i also decided not to go to law school at the last minute that's but, very true yeah and everybody was like oh we knew you won't go in that type of shit which was annoying <laughs> to me they was like we knew that wasn't the fit for you but we were just waiting on you to decide i was like okay. <laughs> so it was very last minute which if you know me that's my life but yeah so i chose those three and uh georgia i didn't even apply for because by the time Georgia's applications rolled around. I ended up getting a scholarship for American and GW. And so I just went with American, even though, even though I heard, and this guy even told me about GW being way better than American, but whatever, that's not the point here. Well, let's talk about this. This is not even on the questions, but how did you feel your first day? I hated it. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm quitting. I don't even know. Did I call you and tell you that? I probably did. I was like, oh, hell no. I called my dad. I was like, I'm not doing it. Not. I was that uncomfortable. And not even like the, you got to be uncomfortable to make progress uncomfortable. The like, I'm fuck uncomfortable. So yeah. I was like, yeah, no, this is not. Yeah. No, no, no. Even on Zoom, I was really no. Like, huh? even on Zoom. Well, on Zoom, it was different, but I had like hybrid classes. So I w- when I said that, that was my first class on campus. And I was like, yeah, Mm-mm. it was literally like two black people, me and one other girl. <laughs> we was just looking like. I'm pretty sure I know all the black people in my cohort and I can count them on my fingers. That's crazy. Yeah. On one hand, actually. I'm well, pre- we have a few more people to admit, but not a lot <laughs> like it's not that many and my first day also sucked and yeah very white and very my first day on campus my first day on zoom was better just because I was in the comfort of my own home and I was able to do stuff but first day on campus it's like you're a spot in fucking milk like you're a dot <laughs> like and you don't change like it's just crazy it's just a lot of white people um which you know that's not weird but it's also weird when they don't speak to you it's weird when they're staring at you like why are you here it's weird when they are 
you know, questioning your being or trying to challenge you in class. I feel like that happens sometimes. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to hear about your first day experience, you know, even though I think I knew. <laughs> I was so upset. It's like so many people are like, how is it going? And I'm like, <laughs> which version do you want? <laughs> it just doesn't give ever, ever, ever. And the topics in class now are also different. Back in mm-hmm. you, we were talking about Black Panthers. I'm talking about Trump now. So <laughs> very different. We avoid all real world situations. That might just be a law school thing. But yeah, we don't talk about things that are actually happening in the world. Really? I don't know. Mm, no, not at all. And people are like, you're in law school. Don't you know what's going on? Realistically, we don't do any of that at all we literally learned the law and it's usually with like in regards to like a precedent so not what's happening now but like what's happened in the past so yeah no our law school is very we have windows in the law school but we don't have windows in any of the classroom no classroom has a window so it's like a dungeon what I never yeah. knew that. I wonder if they build that like that on purpose. Hell, excuse me. Yes, they did. And it's like, we have like windows that like are doors, but there are no windows. All of the classrooms, no windows. There's no windows on any of the floors. If it's a classroom, no windows. If you want to go to law school, Christina's letting you know, there will be no windows. That would be like a well, door. I don't know if that's like other schools, but I didn't visit because of COVID. Yeah, COVID really did mess up some visiting things because I also did. Yeah. It's so crazy. But um, so are the institutional differences, which we kind of touched base on this, are they distinct? And if so, do you feel a sense of community belonging or diversity? Uh, and I'll let you take this. Um, I definitely think they're distinct from like everything. Like first day was kind of just like, oh gosh, I don't belong here, but that's still like the case. And I'm like a year and a half in. So, um, so it's just like weird. And it's just like, always like, they think you're here because you're like black. But what I realized like early on, all of the black students um, at Emory Law are exceptional, like quite literally exceptional people, like resume stack, like crazy, like everybody's like like that so it's just like dang they done took this great talent from black schools right and and now like I don't know it's just weird but what was the original question I'm ranting no that's fine I'm saying that are there differences and do you feel community belonging and diversity either and you can speak on your HBCU experience or you could speak on I mean you can also speak on your PWI experience as well but I mean, there are def- definitely differences. I think that's what you were stating. Oh yeah. Um, no community. Like a couple of weeks ago, we had a protest because professors were using slurs and then our peers decided to have a protest against that protest because what the fuck? That's, and that's messed up. I'm not gonna get into details on that, but that's really messed up. Really messed up. Cause it's like, okay, the professors don't support and our peers don't, but that's that. So no. <laughs> no belonging no community um no diversity at all um and even like recently like yesterday I'm in a group with like three other white people and 
like they just do stuff to like exclude you and I don't even think they necessarily are like intentional like let's exclude her because they excluded the white girl too but I think they they just think like oh they're only here because they're black yeah and and they kind of regard they think of us like all as like a single person because they called me the other black girl's name and I'm just like first of all neither one of us have like quote-unquote black girl names but y'all can't distinguish us enough to say like this person is this person this person is this person completely different people and the girl who they got me mixed up with we look nothing alike love her to death we look nothing alike we sound nothing alike our names are completely different and I was just like after he said it I looked up like (laughs) and he was like I am so sorry and was apologizing the rest of the time so now it's awkward and it's like you can't really get upset or be like agitated or really pop your shit because now you're the angry black woman angry black girl i'm not angry i'm exhausted i I don't want to be bothered with it i just want you to know my name that's it (laughs) it is not hard you don't see me calling you james john you don't see me doing it so just call me right Right. yeah yeah that's so true i I think there are definitely institutional differences. Um, the same shit happened to me with the girl that I hang out with. Love her to death. Nothing. I mean, we look nothing alike. Not only do our peers do it, our professors do it as well. So now it's like, you don't even know. Like I emailed my professor about something and my friend ended up logging on Zoom before I did. And the professor was like, oh yeah, I got your email. And she, my friend knew that I emailed her. And she was like, it wasn't me who emailed you. Like, they don't know. They don't know the difference. They think that we're all the same. Um, We speak on different things and they still think that we're the same. And Mm -hmm. it's just really weird. Like, I just, I just don't get that. Because if I call you by, and we have two different names. Like, it's just, (laughs) that just made me think of that. Um, When it comes to diversity, I think I have a friend from the Philippines. I don't have a friend from the Philippines at my HBCU. So that might be something. Um, but that is the only person I know. And I think that <laughs> resources are different. Distinct. Oh, yeah. Like, if we want to talk about resources, I would be here all night. But I'm just like, whew. at American, I have now seen, and I've only been there for, what, a year and a half. And I've only seen about, I've seen about, like, four famous people on Zoom, maybe. Four, you know, like, quote, unquote. Our teachers have worked at, like, the high the top of the top they mm-hmm. have done, like different things and the lack of resources that HBCUs receive because you know like they're now getting more people but it's not their fault because a lot of people don't even want to speak or talk or the money that you have to pay for these people to come like American before I got there they have Barack Obama like they just get like random I mean not random people but you know what I'm trying to say like just good people quote unquote and HBCUs don't have that opportunity and it's crazy to me like nowadays they're they're becoming to be more popular but when we went to school it wasn't as popular so we were Mm -hmm. like scrubbing people down like let me talk to you like if this is my friend or my coworker, I can bring them into the classroom something like that um but yeah so I've seen that and I've also noticed like there's no sense of community like there's like a group of black girls (laughs) that are in my cohort and there's not no black girl chat there's not no like let's talk about uh you know different things there's not 
it's just very different, like than what I would expect from HBCU. Like not only did we uplift each other, which I'm not saying all of us did, but you know, we had that sense of community. We spoke to each other when we saw each other. We were there for each other if we needed to be. There was no competition. If you needed help with a paper, I'ma help you with a paper. These yeah. girls, because I was gonna call them something else. These girls, I mean, come <laughs> on, and, I, and they come from a different background. Like I said, like. Most of their mm-hmm. graduated college and they have boats and they do this and they do that and they take trips and it's just different. And I think like I've worked my ass off to be where I'm at. And so for it's different, I think that was so good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we come from two different places in our life and mm-hmm. they just, and then it's like, when you say that, and you best believe I say I come from HBCU in every conversation, like <laughs> I'm introducing myself and I'm saying, yeah, and I attended um, Winston-Salem. It's an HBCU in North Carolina. Like, I'm speaking that every time. And I think that annoys them because they also come from higher PWI institutions. Mm-hmm. And um, it just comes, like, even the Black people at PWIs ain't Black. To me. Some of them. Same. I, I'll be, I agree with that. Yeah, And I think that was so good when you said that because that's true. I didn't even think about that because it's so much in my mind, but that is so true. It's so different. It's yeah. so different. Yeah. They, it's so, even with the black people, it's still because they're not like not not average black people, but like Brooke was saying, their parents are doctors and lawyers and judges. That's not the same. Yeah. If we that's not the same. That's not our parents, my parents graduated. Right. They don't have no degrees, no letters, no nothing behind their name, just hard work. Right. So it's like hard work you got here because of your family i'm here because i've been having straight a's and working extremely hard since like middle school this right. is not the same it's not the same oh. it's not the it's same different. it's like i had to work my ass off to be here where you your parents just had to do whatever or you know you knew you were gonna be here this whole time and then um i think we talked about this before christina but like then like the discuss discussing of issues with mm-hmm. the black race like they will speak up about black issues at a pwi oh jesus they're gonna speak about it but they don't know because it's not from experience and mm-hmm. i think like certain stuff if it's not from experience you, you can don't know you can have a talk, a talk about it but you don't know if you don't come from an underserved community then it's like how can you even speak on it and it's just like i get it i understand that you're trying to fight the fight you're fighting the good fight but I'm probably like, you know, turning some heads with this one, but I just feel like when it comes from experience, it's so much harder to, if it's not from experience to discuss it. So there is definitely a distinct difference. Yeah. We both agree. To <laughs> we didn't win it on the black people, but the white people also, there's a difference. Like, yeah. In general, it's just a difference. It's just a difference. Like our chief diversity officer, the only black person up there in administration. Right. Ass. <laughs> Ass. it's just yeah. like you're not helpful you're just black oh my gosh like we're not even gonna let me tell you sorry i'm gonna now we i'm going off but i don't care black at hbcus care about you the teachers the professors, mm-hmm. the people like i was just telling my friend this story and i was like you remember miss debbie my janitor Wait. oh yeah yeah okay thank you <laughs> i had a, a miss debbie she was uh uh she worked in like cleaning and 
from freshman year to my senior year, I was hugging on Miss Debbie. Like she's cleaned our dorm my freshman year. And I just became like really good with her to the point where she was praying for me. She was like, just really cool with me. She was nice with me, whatever. And then like, eventually they moved her out of the dorm and like she was cleaning up somewhere else. But I finally got to see her again. And it's just like that sense of like home. Like she was mm-hmm. hugging was talking like the black people care about you on that campus and oftentimes they care about your success yes they do they do and oftentimes people make a joke about like when I miss a class my professor calling me cussing me out that's the truth at HBCU like and it's needed like where are you at it is needed like why didn't you come to class today and they're working they're not working against you they're working like to help you to build you and Mm -hmm. and in that moment you don't you don't get it because it's like (laughs) Why they keep bothering me? But when you come out to this PWI world where they don't give a fuck if you miss class or not, because they get a paycheck, you know, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> something. Anyway, moving that on. That made me um, think about, like, recently, uh, Dr. Monell, uh, Dr. Monell, he's just, he posted that, like, recently. Really? Because he's one of those professors that does that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's so true. And that's not how it is at H. Uh, at a PWI it's just like oh well yeah you missed class oh well you're failing which I haven't had oh well thank god but I'm pretty sure you're failing oh well like can't help you there like it's just they don't care and let's we talked about it briefly but the importance of HBCU so like if somebody's listening to this and they're debating if they should go what's the importance here's your sign go oh i'm supposed to tell them why oh <laughs> okay because you definitely need to go it's an experience yeah. you don't want to miss definitely i would say you have enough time outside of when you will be done with undergrad or grad school to be the minority don't rush it yeah i don't care i think another big part of what played into um me and maybe even youtuber going to a pwi is like like you said like I wanted to go ahead and see, like, can I maintain in this field that's not going to look like my HBCU? Fuck that. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't rush it. No, 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 no. Don't do that. It's no support. It's no support at all. So. No resources, no availability. Like, I mean, they have the resources. They just don't help you navigate them. Um, But I definitely agree with that. It's so important to go to HBCU. I regret. And that's like, I don't regret a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be right. honest, I regret going to this institution because every I, day, I tell, every day, I tell Christina this every day that when I get big, because I'm speaking that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I'm not mentioning this. Like this podcast will be the only time you know that I actually attended American University because <laughs> I will speak on Winston so highly. Like I just, mm-hmm. that was the place that molded me and grounded me into the woman that I am today. And I think I needed that still today. Like, I can't, I cannot unsee it. Like even for professional schools, like, you know, people mostly tell you to go to a PWI for graduate mm-hmm. school. I just wouldn't do it. I just think you still need that sense of community and they care. You need somebody to care about you, especially when you move outside of your house. Like we're yeah. both in different states away from our families. That sense of like a mentor, I have nobody on that campus I can call a mentor. Not one person. Me either. Not one not one person not one person has reached out to me i haven't been taught by a black professor yet well i have i have had one 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 woman and you know what's crazy that's the class i did the best in thus far 
Wow. And I really, I really cannot unsee that that is for a reason. Yeah. And our grading is anonymous and stuff. So she didn't know she was grading my stuff. So it was pretty accurate. I did the best in her class. Mm. And I really sincerely feel like that's for a reason. Right. So, yeah. I haven't had one Black professor. And it, we're being honest, I haven't even seen a Black professor. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen them. Not on campus, not on Zoom, nothing. Like, I have not seen them. And so a HBCU is so important because it's your family. It's a community. It's just your being. You learn people, like some of the people that I have from my HBCU will be in my wedding. Like these are like family members. My mom knows the people, my friends and stuff like that. Like you got to go. Please. You know what though? I don't know if we, I think we're missing like still part of the perspective, like when we're finishing like in the actual field, because what I will say is like, at least for law school, it's like a difference in ranking, like huge difference. And I don't know if that would necessarily play a role in that for people. But at this point, I don't think it's worth it. I don't know yet, though. You're at a good ranked school, though. I'm also, you're at a good ranked school, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm also at like the top, within my field, it's like they're in like top 10 of the, the thing. So yeah. I think that matters. I was on the interview and she was like, I mean, grades matter, but not really. You're at a T25 school, a top 25 school. First of all, we're not even in top 25 no more. But anyways, neither here nor there. But it's the fact that they mentioned that. And I don't know how effective that would be. But I still, I don't know. Definitely at HBCU, you got to put in some work. Yeah. But you have the support to do that for you, though. Yeah. You definitely have the support. You're definitely going to, it's not going to be peaches and cream. It's not an easy thing. It's still school. And that leads me to my next question. Are PWIs more rigorous in regard to curriculum? Which I guess it doesn't count for you because you're at law school. That's something totally different. Yeah, that's awesome. If so, does this mean that a person's degree holds a higher value than an HBCU degree? I think that's hard for me to say. Yeah, just because it's like law school, so it's going to be harder regardless. I don't know. I think I would have done better at HBCU personally. I just think I would have, but not because it's easier necessarily, but just because of that support. I guess I could attest to this because, I mean, it's not law school; it's graduate school. I think if you just go, it's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, and then. I also don't call myself smart like I don't like to do that so um I don't think it's bad because I feel like I'm an average learner sometimes that gets good grades just because I work hard so okay when it comes to to that like if you put in the work it will be good but I do feel like in previous there was a sense or like I guess older generations think that PWIs like having that degree from a different school, like Chapel Hill, having a degree from Duke, having a degree, like they think that that holds more weight than you having a degree from A&T or Howard or Winston, or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard that before. So I don't think it matters. And I think now like we're going, we're finally entering into a world where HBCUs are a part of the conversation because they mm-hmm. 
they weren't let's just be honest and it could have something to do with homegirl in the white house it could have something to do with like these people coming out and saying you know hbcus need funding hbcus need this like just speaking about the black experience it could have something to do with that or it could just be like people are finally coming to their senses about this is the importance of hbcus and we we so like now people are like, oh my God, you like people know what you're saying now. Like, I feel like at first when I would say I went to HBCU, people didn't know what it meant. But like mm-hmm. now that I'm saying it, it might be because of uh, the vice president. But now that I'm saying it, they're like, oh my God, like tell me more. I don't think they may be more rigorous like in like academia, but I do think it's more rigorous, at least to me, because it's like, you're always doing other stuff. Like, it's not like at HBCU, you're going to learn and you focus on your learning. You're like focused on these people don't want me here. The this is not where I'm supposed to be. It's like an extra layer on there. So I think it can be more rigorous in that sense. And they're more competitive. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like well, damn. More competitive, like at, at Winston. <laughs> like we would give our names. We would give whatever here at American. I worked on the Hill. I worked with President Obama and I scrubbed his shoes and I was able to do this, this, and this. Like they just, it's like, we don't even got to compete. Like, hi, my name is Sarah and I worked at blah, 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 blah. And I was on the Hill. I met President Obama. I was able to meet Trump. And I also played golf with his wife. Like it's just be some dumb shit. And you just be like, you ain't even have to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) what's your purpose of saying that, all of that. But like, they're so competitive. And then it's like, they don't want to help you. Girl, they don't want to help. Like, it's like, I don't even need your help, but then they want to be the first ones to ask for help. How does each institution cater to your needs they don't be honest the PWI, they don't care the, the need of my law degree <laughs> okay let me think for real um it's some nice people in there and they, they well i'm thinking about one lady in particular dean sheffy she's the sweetest and she's always really helpful and kind and i really love her um and she helps like get you where you need to go but she's like I don't want to say she's like an underdog but she's like the person that everybody's kind of like yeah she works for the public sector she's handling all that stuff because Emory's like really big law so most people don't do that Mm. don't do like public sector but she's like super helpful with everything um outside of that I mean Emory does have a lot of resources but are they necessarily geared toward towards me and my interests? No. Most of the stuff that I've had like going on for law school has been through my own efforts, to be honest. Yeah. My internships, my mentors. I mean, like. Well, how does each institution cater to your needs? So the HBCU caters, we said community. We said the, this feeling of home. And then we also said they care. And we can't even describe the PWI needs. Like, I feel like it has been. Ah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I kind of thought of one. Okay. Because it is a school that it is and it has the name that it has. I think it could help in that way. Yeah. Like, in the future. But, yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, I agree. I also like to say, like, when you said, like, the resources, like, technically, I was able to, I want to, everybody, I want to be a political commentator. So I was able to meet April Ryan, Ryan, who was a journalist, Mm -hmm. and I was able to meet Abby uh, Abby Phillips, who has her own, like, show on CNN, um, from American University. Now I want to talk about the differences. I think that I was just, it was just a Zoom conversation. I wasn't able to speak to anybody. I wasn't able, like, we all just logged on Zoom, the girl talked, and that was it. If she was presenting at Winston, they would have set up something for all the future journalist students to come up, meet with her for five minutes, talk to them for, you know, get some insight. That's mm-hmm. where I think the difference stands. They didn't care. These were black women. They they wanted to bring on some, they want to hit some quotas. Let's be honest. They want to hit some quotas. They brought us the black journalists. Here you go. At Winston, I was able to meet Angela Rye. And that's like... Mm-hmm. One of the parts of why I wanted to be a political commentator is like, I looked at that picture and I was like, this picture is going to mean something one day when I'm a <laughs> commentator and she's a political commentator. Like, this is going to be something like that. And we were able to speak. And even though it was like in passing, they made sure that each student that wanted to take a picture with her, that wanted to talk to her, we had the opportunity. And at American, they just don't do that. They don't, they don't care. Um, and they don't, they also don't have the resources this is the thing. Diversify your staff. Once you diversify your staff, and this is not even for education, this is for anywhere. Once you diversify your staff, you're able to reach other needs of your consumers. Like you have to diversify okay. your staff. <laughs> not, I'm the only black person and I'm the intern. You got to diversify your staff. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Like, and you can't expect that to all be on me to speak about black people. Every time. Um, every time they want you to speak like i don't know even in- we could talk on that all day yeah no so many experiences <laughs> with that <laughs> i don't and i you know this is just like oh let's let's just do this as a psa i do not want to talk about black people dying 24 7 so please stop bringing it up in your college conversations i don't want to talk about it and i think at hbcus we don't really have to talk about it because we all because we know we live it (laughs) we live it we don't have to mention it every day you don't have to say that you want to talk about it you don't even have to ask me or tell me to unmute myself so i don't either what are (laughs) so students at these institutions how how are they and this can be white students at institutions or black students Mm. this could be like really like trivial to some people but what I will say and maybe again this may be attributed to the legal field but at Winston and like other HBCUs people stepping with their dress the fashion (laughs) all the time and like in law school when I say it's plain I mean black and white navy blue like literally plain all the time and it's this one girl she dresses every day and I love it I absolutely love it and I used to get dressed more but now it's like very lackluster for me because where am I going I don't like to waste my outfits (laughs) where am I going like there's no school spirit (laughs) yeah it's none and I'm like damn do y'all not like it as much as I do it's for y'all right no school spirit it's no school spirit but um, no school, <laughs> no school spirit. There's no pep rallies. I mean, this is like lackluster. Like these people are like laying on the grass, chilling, playing. Uh, 
and like they're throwing frisbees outside like it's just nothing compared to like you have music going at HBCUs from 12 to 2 you're doing the damn electric okay. slide you know what I'm saying but I do think I lost myself a little bit at the university because mm-hmm. like I'm faking smiles now I'm faking like it's just so fake every conversation conversation it's like I'm forcing it I don't even want to talk to y'all asses and I'm forcing the conversation like it's definitely different. I have been able to meet like, you know, two black girls where I'm able to talk to them. I think part of the issue, like with going to an HBC, I don't even think it's the issue, but I think it's like something to think about is we're used to black people that are like a lot of them that are like similar to us. So when you go out of that realm and you're around black people that are not similar to you, then it's like, hmm, I wasn't expecting this because while you're in your, your um, environment, of people like you or like from similar backgrounds and slightly different backgrounds but still not like outside of the environment you're in Mm -hmm. it's like oh okay we're all the same but when you go out of that it's just like oh I've misspoken right (laughs) I I told you about my my conversation with white people I mean with with when I had with the with black people and I was like I was finally in a in a space where I was able to talk to like people that had like, you know, some type of education, whatever. And they and I thought we all came from the same group. And when the conversation started, I was just like, this is not how they acted before, Winston. Remember when I was telling you mm-hmm. about my experience? Um, and I was just thinking like, if if I have to fake like this in real world just to speak to people that are the same color of me as as me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person who is talking like, and it's not talking like educational conversations because I can hold those. It's the fact that I have to fake and act like, I don't like that. I like to be real, I like to be myself. And sometimes that can be, that can be taken differently for other people. But like, for me, I like to be myself. And so when I notice that people are, now that we are outside of the HBCU room and like, Black people have to be fake or, you know, we have to talk about certain conversations every five seconds. It's just like, that's low-key annoying to me. And I'll like tone out. And it's like, if this is what networking looks like, or if this is what that space looks like for me to be fake and to act like, you know, I have to use these big words or I have to speak on all the things that I'm doing in my life. And I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to have that conversation because if I have to mention everything that I'm doing just to get approval from you, it's no point of me mm-hmm. being there. And I hate those conversations. I hate having to say like, oh, well, what do you do? Well, why? 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the same room you are. That means I, I got here for some reason. You get what I'm saying? Why do I have to explain? Yeah. Reasons why I'm here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we start talking about our homecoming, because we're about to talk about that, do you have any do's and don'ts for undergrad or and do's and don'ts for grad? And you can name like two or three, just quick, whatever you got. Okay, do go to a HBCU for both undergrad and postgrad if you can. Um, and uh, do be yourself. Do not let I didn't break them up, but yeah. Don't let um people pull you out of who you actually are. Don't yeah. change who you are. 
to be in these spaces because you need to be you in these spaces because they need that. That's it. And be kind to people. Oh, it's like a mic drop. That's it. <laughs> uh, my do's, my don'ts. Do find a sense of community wherever you go. Do mm-hmm. go to HBCU. Do always go to HBCU. Uh, don't be fake. Be yourself. If you come from a small ass town, speak your country ass town. Like <laughs> if you come from a big ass state, be yourself. Do that. Do that. Don't change for nobody. Do finish. Finish. Finish strong. Even if you in a mm-hmm. situation where you don't want to finish. Just like finish. us. Yeah, like us. You don't want to be there. Finish. It's gonna. It's gonna pay out. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna. It pay definitely out. will. It will definitely pay out. We tell each other this almost every day. <laughs> 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 Work that you say up and doing to finish, it will pay off one of these days. And you're bringing, you're bringing a wealth and legacy into your family. So mm-hmm. finish strong. Seriously, especially if you're a first generation like us, Kristen. You can. You're a first generation, right? Yes. Mm, definitely. Yeah, if you're a person yeah. like us, just finish. It works off. It works. It pays off. It's hard right now. You don't really got that many examples, but you need to be the example. Um, so that's it. That's that with that. Pick an HBCU. Now, while before we close off, <laughs> I'm pressed. I'm pressed. I'm pressed. Next week is our homecoming our hbcu homecoming Homecoming. yes i get to see my (laughs) best friend i haven't seen her in how long uh a year year i feel like it's two years but whatever it has not been no two years she's so dramatic the pandemic makes me feel like it's two years i can't wait it's not been that long (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so homecoming at hbcu how does it feel like I don't even have words to describe it's like it's just like it's like love like it's just love it's good vibes everybody's happy to see each other people that you know and don't know like everybody's just family it's it's just it's just love like literally I don't have another word for that it's just love homecoming season is the best season I will say it again and again and again like it feels like heaven I'm smiling y'all from ear to ear because it's so good it just feels so good to be back to like your sense of community your roots and then you got the old heads there like they helping you they looking out for you like how you been this and this and that like and although we have the pandemic you know what I'm saying still be safe but I just know that it's still going to be like that sense of unity and I'm just so excited because we missed it last year. So I just feel like everybody that is coming back home, they're going to feel like home. Like it's just going to be there. And it's there for like anybody. Like my dad comes. My dad is not has not been in any school. My mama comes. Like it's just like your family's there. I don't know if they're going to come this year. But if your family is there, you feel like, you know, home. Um, So... Do you have any advice for people going to their HBCU homecoming? Uh, be safe, first and foremost. And secondly, live it up. The family, the friends, the food, the fashion, baby. <laughs> Turn up for a week because I'm about to be a completely different person. 
Oh, yes. I was just telling Christian that that's my, I'm getting my mojo back when I come back. Yeah. Like, I have not. Finally, it's fun. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we are so excited. So I'm super impressed and definitely, definitely be safe. That's one of my tips. And um, just, you know, be safe. Do what you got to do to be safe. Have fun. Uh, drink water. <laughs> stay hydrated please stay hydrated stay you don't be stay throwing hydrated. up yeah please. stay hydrated to start off start off the night um take all those tips in any way you want and just have fun like you know celebrate life and celebrate living like I think at first I was debating like should I go but it's like girl you need this like yeah I need this to get back to Brooke the Brooke that I know and the one that I know in this space and that needs to be here she needs to go to homecoming so yeah do that and before we leave should we do the h <laughs> oh, I i'm so pressed i don't care okay come on okay h oh are you ready okay h o m e c o m i n g it's homecoming y'all say what <laughs> Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Never Judge a Brook. Christina, thank you for coming on and giving us your tips and feedback about attending the PWI and how it feels now and how, you know, how you miss home and how I miss home. But thank you always for coming on. And I love having these conversations with you. So thank you. You're welcome. That's all right. That's what happened, me. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I did. If it is homecoming season for you, I hope you are out there having fun and enjoying yourself. Happy homecoming, Rams. And for this woman-owned business, we are celebrating people with H from HBCU businesses. So if you see a vendor at the homecoming, celebrate and pay or buy something from them if you know students that go to a hbcu contribute to them this week that's what this week is about just loving up on each other um so definitely take care of yourself remember to take selfie care pictures and send them to us and tag us at never judge a brook pod and remember never judge anyone because you don't know their story all right see y'all the next one <laughs>